This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. <laughs> Welcome into week one of the NFL here on the uh, show to be named later. We haven't found a name yet and hoping to get one by at least week four. I'm your host, TJ Weber. With me is Zach Zook and uh, Big Web on the phone. Gentlemen, it's now week one. Preseason, as I like to call, BS football's done. Uh, so far, so good with uh, fantasy. You know, with uh, a lot of my players actually staying healthy for once. Uh, although Jerick McKinnon tore his ACL, I always get one every year that I draft before the preseason's over, and now he's out for the season. But thank God it's not my number one receiver this year like it was last year. It's my number three running back, but still hurts. But so far, pretty good preseason. Now it's out of the way, and we can focus on some real football. Well, did you scramble to the waiver wire to get Brita or Alfred Morris? In a second. Me and my <laughs> brother both did that. We both looked at each other and go, who's the backup? You know, if you ever watch the league on FX, it was the the show about the guys oh, that yeah. had a fantasy. Oh, well, yes. The league is the best. One of the best. <laughs> I wish it was still on Netflix. But they had this. Uh, they had that kind of situation all the way throughout the show where if someone got injured, you show like five of these guys. One would be at work. One would be at like his yeah. daughter's <laughs> dance recital. One would be in the swimming pool. And they all like fly to their phones to go pick up the free agent. That was going to be the backup running back. So that's kind of what I did. I had to pick up Brita, and hopefully he's going to be the, the main feature back now. Yeah, well, that's funny you say that because I'm on Twitter, and I see that I think it was Rappaport that broke it, that he had potentially torn his ACL. They didn't know quite yet, but they were thinking that was the direction it was headed. So I immediately get on my fantasy football app. Our league's pretty competitive. We have a bunch of crazies from high school. In mm-hmm. it, so Same. I immediately scooped up Brita, so I wasn't on anybody's team. I didn't even think about it twice. I was like, all right, got to get Brita. That's kind of how I was with Adrian Peterson. I said, you know, there was all these rumors going around that AP wants to come back and maybe resurrect his career. And I said, he's someone to kind of take a chance on. And bada bing, bada boom, in three days, he was with the Washington Redskins. And honestly, he could start. So It's looking like he's going to be the early down back there. I like it. You know. It's good for me. I like it. So McKinnon goes down, and I still got Zeke Elliott, McCaffrey, and and uh, a lot of others. I don't want to go over my whole fantasy team. I know people. It's going to bore people to death. But all I'm saying is, <laughs> you're uh, looking good so far. Preseason was pretty good to people. Not too many uh, season-ending injuries, and it looks like a lot of rosters are going to be full and and ready for Week One. So it should be fun. Dandy, how excited are you for Week One, man? Oh, I'm pumped up, buddy. I'm pumped up as every year at this time. But I'll tell you what, this. this most of it's off the field stuff, but what the heck? All this topsy turvy stuff going on the very last week. You know, who's Martavius Bryant playing for? Where's McCarron at? What's, what's yeah, Le'Veon Bell doing? Well, and then you got uh, Khalil Mack going from the Oakland Raiders yeah. to the Chicago Bears, who to me that doesn't yeah. make a huge difference. I mean, it's a big, big acquisition, but it doesn't make them go any higher in the NFC North, in my opinion, but still interesting. Yeah. Well, that that thing was all money with the with the Raiders, and you get it. But man, what it what an eleventh hour here! Things are shaking up, and you know whatever happened to the days of going through training camp, four weeks working out, getting ready, and knowing what you got, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 things changing at the last second. But we're adjusting with it. I'm I'm pumped up. Oh yeah, and you see big time deals. Aaron Donald finally signs a record breaking deal. Uh, you saw Todd Gurley sign a record breaking deal. A couple uh, was it? I'm probably a month ago now, and then. Who just signed Aaron Rodgers? Just signed a huge deal with the Packers, making him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, yeah, the injuries are are pretty much out of the way now. I mean, they're really set. The rosters, the NFL. There's not too many shakeups, and uh, now they're ready for the first week of the NFL. So, 
Guys, I mean, what's the first thing you uh, you look for in these teams? I mean, you know, we're going to go through the picks in a second. And by the way, out there for you guys, if you want to get involved and pick against me and Zach and Dad and Nick and all the people involved with Brews on the Balcony, and again, against other listeners as well, you can go on our Twitter page. That's at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. And you can always go on Facebook as well. Search Brews on the Balcony Podcast. This podcast, if it's your first time listening, is kind of a secondary to our main one, Brews on the Balcony, but we're hoping to get our own Twitter account for the football show once we get a set name so we can get involved in all the football kind of kind of get, you know, a little different than the Brews on the Balcony fan base. If they just want to focus on the football, you can follow us on the new Twitter account when we get that set up. So with that being said, though, go to social media. You can click join. You can join us and pick all season long against the spread with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. At the end of the year, too, we have now agreed that we will give the winner and the best picker of the season, which includes the playoffs, a free NFL jersey, courtesy of Bruce on the Balcony, and some free Bruce on the Balcony merch. Hey, so there you bad, go. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. So uh, make sure you join us on Ooh. that. Um, so it should be fun. You know, you were asking, you know, <laughs> how do you get started with these teams? And basically, to me, guys, I mean, week one, you got the hype of the whole summer and what's going on and everything's on paper. What are they going to do? Who's looking good? Blah, blah, blah. But nobody knows anything. As we know, we, you said earlier, TJ, you can't get anything out of preseason as far as who's what team's worth what. You it's know, the biggest tease ever in sports. Exactly. So, so we get into the first week and really week one to me is still just a, just a big question mark based on the hype. And then you come out of week one and we watch each and every game, as you know, uh, and we check them all out and then you start seeing, okay, who was real in week one, maybe week two, as far as their hype, who, who lived up to their hype and mm-hmm. who did not. And that kind of guides us throughout the season. But it, week one is kind of like that. You got to, the proof's in the pudding. What, where are these guys at, and what what are they doing? So well, we'll we'll see. What cracks me up too is some of these so called experts, and they finally moved away from it. But how so many people would always like trash like the Oakland Raiders or whoever for going zero and four in the preseason. I'm like, it does not matter. I mean, you're you're talking third, fourth stringers going against each other in the third quarter of these games. Like, no one cares. Le'Veon Bell hasn't played a snap in the preseason. Antonio Brown hasn't played a snap in the preseason because he doesn't have to. They don't have the top players out there. So everybody's saying, oh, the Browns went 4-0. and Like, look, out. who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's preseason football. Nobody cares. And, you know, that's another thing to talk about another day. I think preseason's a total waste because you see so many guys getting injured. This year was a little different. It was, you know, the NFL owners like to see not many injuries going on, but you did see a torn ACL in practice, and so sometimes I think these guys are overworked too much. We're like, yeah, you should get ready for the season, but four weeks of preseason football, I think you need two and you get to it. So thank God we're yeah. finally here to regular season, but it's just every single year I sit there scratching my head like, who really cares about the preseason? And then people say, oh, well, you got guys trying to get a spot and get a spot on the kickoff team and stuff. It's like, I know, but wouldn't you be able to figure that out by what you see in camp, by what you see in two games? I don't know. You, you know. You, you should know. You don't need a yeah. month of preseason football. No. I, I'm completely with you on that one. There so. needs to be two weeks max for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But thank the God guys, we're here. Go ahead. The, guy, the guys that say that are the guys, same guys that watch all three days of the combine or whatever. <laughs> right. Break it down like, oh, that guy didn't uh, stick his foot in the right part of the turf. He would have had another – point two zero off his time like who gives a shit like it, in the long run doesn't matter yeah should be should be a fun season though and thank god we're here uh at week one so let's get to the picks week one matchups atlanta at philly so first of all we have some good games to start out i went through the entire list of games coming up this week 
and there'll be some fun ones and some spreads that I think are very uh, favorable for a lot of people before Vegas and, and kind of the betting experts out there get used to where the spreads are probably going to be set for the remainder of the season. But at first, you know, you have the Thursday night game, the Atlanta Falcons against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, what a great start. Two NFC powerhouses, two big-time quarterbacks going at it, and not Carson Wentz. Nick Foles will be starting week one. They're going to have, uh, you know, a little timetable, and what they saw from Foles, they're obviously comfortable with putting him out there for week one. They're going to let Wentz kind of sit out for a bit. That game is going to be interesting in itself because it should be an offensive powerhouse, but it's also like who's going to get the kinks out first? Who's going to be that team that's going to start – kind of moving like the the motor that they have on offense who's going to start moving and start flowing easily quicker to me that's the Atlanta Falcons you know straight up I think they're going to win this game they're away they're in Philly it's on Thursday hopefully they're prepared but I mean I just think they're the better team right now and big question mark for me is can Nick Foles perform like he did in the Super Bowl last year like he did to end the year last year and for me he hasn't had enough time in the NFL like consistently and successfully to say he will carry that over so I think it's Atlanta all day well I I agree with you I I like Atlanta in this game but it's for the pure reason that Nick Foles is starting not Carson Wentz and this is a rematch of the NFC divisional round last season in which the Falcons probably should have won the game if you think about it if it wasn't for just awful play calling by by Steve Sarkeesian down the stretch for Atlanta so I, I like Atlanta in this game based on basically one fact, and that's the fact that Nick Foles is going to be starting. He's looked like garbage in the preseason. He looked like garbage in the regular season going into the postseason. I don't know. I think that the postseason magic that Foles found is just that magic. I don't think he's going to catch that lightning in a bottle again. I think that they might be able to scrape by as a team and stay viable until Carson Wentz comes back because they have a lot of talent on that roster, a lot of interesting pieces. But, yeah, I'm with the Falcons. And Big Web, I'm kind of interested to hear your opinion. You're the Vegas guy on the money line. I think the line for the Falcons has got to be as big as it's going to be for a road team all season long. Yeah, that that you might be right there. I the three and a half on the number is, is really exciting to me. I saw that initially and I said, okay, we're going to have to start out, start out putting a little something down. Here. Mm-hmm. I mean, three and a half with Atlanta here is, is, is to me, it's a big number. Anytime you get over three, uh, and especially just like you guys hit on with polls starting, it's, uh, it's, uh, a game that, uh, opens up for Atlanta. I think Atlanta's kind of, this year kind of quiet as far as the the hype goes there's a lot of people on philly and and you know not a ton of talk about atlanta i think they're going to quietly go in there and and cover this spread so uh for a lot of the reasons you guys already talked about i i love the falcons here so here's what we'll do since we go through every single game and then me zach and dad will give you the spread that cbs sports gives us and we will all make a pick based on that spread and we'll keep it obviously for the pick all season long and again, like it's not it's it's not just for these NFL jerseys. It's bragging rights. You know, every single week on the show, we can say who the top dog was and who was at the bottom of the barrel. So that's what <laughs> we're going to keep. So with that being said, Philly is actually favored in this game. CBS Sports has them at minus three and a half at home against Atlanta. In this, I've already said I think Atlanta is going to win straight up. So getting three and a half points is just the icing on top of the cake. I got Atlanta covering this game easily. Yeah, I, I'm with you entirely for the for the reasons I just stated with Foles, and that 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 line is pretty friendly. I think if you keep up with the NFL and you kind of study the teams, I don't think Philly is going to be the same 
at, at, at least not to start the year. Alshon Jeffrey's already going to be out three or four games. You're missing Wentz already. You get, what, Darren Sproles back. But, I mean, I, I think that they're going to have that Super Bowl hangover a little bit, especially oh, yeah. out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Dad, what do you think? No, absolutely. I, Atlanta is uh, – it should should be strong here, and, and I think they'll stay in the game the whole way, even if uh, – if, even if Philly shows some spark early, I think Atlanta will come back. They got too much offensive power. They got great backs. Uh, I think uh, I think it's Atlanta's game. There you go, Dirty Birds across the board, plus three and a half against Philadelphia. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Browns are plus five and a half. That's going to be at noon Central Time on Sunday. Is so is Taylor out for sure? Do we know that? That's a great question. I don't think they even know. I think that I heard that the only rookie quarterback that was starting week one was going to be... Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Darnold in New York. So that would lead me to believe that Tyrod's going to start. So Tyrod Taylor after the hand injury in week three of the preseason. Yeah. Now he was out week four. I didn't. He didn't definitely didn't play. They're trying to rest him. Um, sounds like what Zach says, he will be starting against Pittsburgh. Cleveland's getting five and a half in this at home. To me, that's a very favorable spread for a team that has only won one game in the past two years and against a team that is arguably the best offense in the league. Pittsburgh easily, first of all, straight up will win this game, I think, by at least 10. Um, Cleveland's got a lot to prove. It's going to take some growing pains. It's going to take, you know, what can this team do? Are they ready to kind of take that step? They're ready to take that step, but not against the Pittsburgh Steelers, not week one. So Pittsburgh's going to win it straight up, and uh, I think minus 5.5, you know, I don't think you even have to blink at that. Pittsburgh's going to cover that easily. So I got I got the Steelers all the way around. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Eliminator, where you pick a winner each week. There's oh, the, going to be a yeah. lot of people on the Steelers. I think for that Eliminator, yeah, the Survivor week. pools. Yeah, right, right, right. So you know, the five and a half though is interesting when you talk about it from a money perspective because the Browns are supposed to have gotten a lot better, right? And they'll have Tyrod Taylor at the helm. They'll have Jarvis Landry. Who knows what we're going to see from Josh Gordon, but this is supposed to be a new-look team. I feel, you know, like there's been a lot of hype with the hard knocks surrounding it. How much of that is actually, you know, fruitful, and how much of it is just talk. So we'll see. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers all the way, and if I had to pick the money line, I'd I'd take the Steelers, I think, too. You think of five points with that offense, like Mm -hmm. you said, it's not a lot. I mean, they they could win this thing going away 14-21. 24 points i wouldn't even be shocked dad your thoughts well guys i tell you what we talked about it on the uh preseason show and uh i love cleveland to cover a lot this year it's just give me anybody else in week one besides the pittsburgh Steelers for these guys you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, it's going to take cleveland a little bit of time to get their footing underneath them for that reason i'm going pittsburgh on this opening game to cover the uh the five and a half uh cleveland is gonna be fine but it's just anybody else i'd, I'd probably be taking cleveland so uh just a tough opponent first week and uh let them get their feet well two games in so far we're all in agreement we're all friends so far we got the atlanta well, falcons going on there? and the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> yeah usually every single season it doesn't work out that way but hopefully uh you know we ha- we'll definitely have some different picks i'm sure it's a long up. year it's a long <laughs> year that's absolutely right Tennessee at Miami. Uh, next up we got at noon on Sunday, Tennessee goes to Miami. Dolphins take it on the Titans. And Miami at noon, uh, that will be plus one and a half for the Dolphins as they are the underdog 
going up against the Tennessee Titans, who shocked a lot of people by making the playoffs last season, but got absolutely destroyed by the New England Patriots. A lot of question marks on both sides of the ball. This is an interesting one for me, just because I think both teams are so uh, similar, as in they have some weapons and some new faces that could work out, but there's also guys that are needing to step up that I don't know if they have the ability to. Tennessee with Derrick Henry now becoming a feature back. Does he have that type of talent to be a feature back like he was at Alabama and be consistent in the NFL? Not just a third down kind of bust through the middle guy. Miami, can Tannehill become that franchise quarterback they've been waiting for? Can Kenyon Drake kind of carry that backfield? I just don't know. And the fact that Miami's getting plus one and a half at home, the only reason I'm giving them the edge. So I think it's going to be a three-point game, low-scoring game between these two. So if you're going to bet the under, bet the under for sure on this game. And I think Miami wins it outright, and I think they cover the spread plus one and a half. So give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm with you, actually. Surprisingly, you know, I I think the Titans will probably end up with a better record at the end of the year. But the fact that it's in Miami week one, I think that the Titans will struggle a little bit with that. And I don't think Miami's a garbage football team. Ryan Tannehill is not, I don't think, the future of this team. You know, this is kind of his make it or break it year, as you said, to either prove that he's going to be the franchise, or you're going to double down on that, or you're going to go fishing in the draft for the next guy. So they have some interesting pieces on offense, as you mentioned, and they have a, really an, an underrated defense. I mm-hmm. think they have Rashad Jones in the secondary. They have some guys in the front seven that they've drafted. Minka Fitzpatrick, another Alabama guy, a uh, highly touted secondary player, a hybrid safety that can come down and play in the box. You can have him play on the slot as a corner. So he had a lot of characteristics similar to Jalen Ramsey coming out. Not the not the same player, but you know, I like Miami in week one. I think a lot of it has to do with the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. If it's in Tennessee, I'm going with the Titans all day. But that that's one of those picks I feel like a lot of people will be on the Titans probably in that one. And I like the Dolphins. Gentlemen, we have our first disagreement here. I'm, wow. I'm going to go with the Titans for sure here. I just don't think the one and a half is enough for Miami. Uh, I think they're, these teams are at two different levels in my mind. Uh, Tennessee, I like what they did in the offseason. I think they're going to be a pretty consistent football team this year. And uh, when you look at their first four games, I mean, they've got Houston coming up. Uh, they've got they've got Houston, Jacksonville, and Philly uh, at the second, third, and fourth week. So they better get Miami. So uh, like you, TJ, I think it's a field goal game, but I'm taking the Titans. So there we go. Our first disagreement, Big Web takes Tennessee Titans. Zach and myself take uh, welcome to Miami. Buffalo at Baltimore. All right, next up we have the Buffalo Bills take on the Baltimore Ravens at home. The Ravens are minus six and a half points, a team that I feel like could be very weak, but that uh, Zach and Dad both think could be uh, one of those teams that could not really contend, but just kind of stick around a little bit. Six and a half is a big number in my opinion, even if it's against the Buffalo Bills, who still have some weapons on defense. But just because of the fact that I think I agree with Zach about Josh Allen, I agree that their offense is very, very interesting to watch, even with Shady McCoy. I think that Baltimore has a shot to cover this. I think they're going to win the game outright for sure. I'm not exactly uh, pumped up about this pick, but I will take the Ravens minus 6.5 in the game. Yeah, I'd take the Baltimore Ravens outright, too, in the game. Uh, Keep in mind, 
Nathan Peterman was named the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Either what three interceptions, four interceptions. Yeah, within it was it was four or two five quarters. and a half. Oh my god! And I think he threw six total in the game against the Chargers. That game he started, and they benched Tyrod Taylor. I was all over the Bills last year for benching Tyrod Taylor for him. Anyways, that's a different different story <laughs> for a different day. But yeah, give me give me the Baltimore Ravens in the game. You know what? Bills have a good enough defense. If I had to bet the game, this is one of those I'd probably stay away from. Mm -hmm. But if I had to bet the game, I'd probably take the Bills. Just because when you have a good defense, and Big Web, you can can chime in on this too. I feel like when you have a good defense, you're going to cover more games. That's just kind of my opinion. I'd rather, from a betting Mm -hmm. perspective, have a good defense than a good offense. I feel like there's more consistency week to week with that. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. And you'll see that over the history of the of the league that uh, that the teams with the tougher defenses do do more coverage just for the fact that they're they're shutting scoring down and, and keeping that offensive team tight and uh, closer on a scoring margin. So yeah, when we get a when we get a weak offensive team that's getting a lot of points with a good defense, now we got something. So you're exactly right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the same same mode as you guys. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a lot of turnovers in this ball game. I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, minus six and a half. I think uh, it's just they're they're going to be consistent. I, I I don't I like Buffalo at times, but uh, just like uh, Cleveland, I want to see them get their feet under them first for a while and see see what they can put together. But in this case, I'm going to give up the points to take Baltimore. All right, so Zach's the odd man out. Dad and I both have Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half, and Zach takes the. What's that? Zach, you take Baltimore? I thought you took Baltimore. I take I Baltimore to win the game, but... Oh, he said I, Buffalo I, would cover it. Yeah. All right. See, I got to spread in my mind too much. <laughs> that's the way to do it, though. You're the, you're the expert picker. That's that's the way you got to think anyway. Perfect. So, Zach, Zach's with Buffalo and me and Dan with Baltimore. Houston at New England. All right. Houston against New England. An interesting game. New England minus six and a half. They're at home. It's a noon game. You know, I... I Badly wanted to take Houston. I really wanted to see what the what the Texans could do, but it is New England, and they are less than one full touchdown. It's six and a half. Tom Brady will continue to go out and do what he does week one. There's no nerves. There's all that experience. They're at home. They got you know everybody just going crazy in Foxborough. I just don't think Houston has enough to really contend in week one. I think they have enough eventually when they get it going, when J.J. Watt gets back in the full game play. He's just an athlete. He's ready to go. But then Deshaun Watson, can he bounce back from his season-ending injury last year? Again, I think he will. Not week one, not in Foxborough. Give me the Patriots straight up and minus the 6.5. Yeah, I'm with you. Patriots in a noon game at home, I want no part of it if Mm -hmm. if I'm the visitor. So, yeah, give me the Patriots to win the ball game. I'd take the points as well. Uh, the Texans, I think, look pretty good on paper. They're one of the teams that when I went back and kind of reworked it after we did the initial show, I hadn't given it much thought before we did the show. And then after kind of this whole week, I've been looking at it more. And they're one of those teams I feel like could fall apart pretty quickly. They're also one of those teams that could be pretty good. Wide range outcomes for the Texans. I think against a team as polished and buttoned up as New England, I think they're going to struggle. Gentlemen, I got a disagreement with you on this one, too. Wow. I, like Houston. I like Houston. I'll take the points. I think they're solid. And this goes back to the preseason show also when I said I do expect New England to to win, have a winning record this year, but I do see them taking a step back. It's not, not necessarily as far as winning the division. That's an easy division to win. But 
on covering and, and, and scoring, I think there's going to be a lot of teams hanging with them. This is the start of it. Give me Houston in the uh, six and a half. Yeah, but week one in Foxborough, and you got a, a quarterback that came off a season-ending injury. You have the best defensive end in the league who came off yet again another season-ending injury. I mean, that's a lot of question marks, man. And then the fact that the Patriots, I mean, if it was seven and a half, a full point, I get that because that's tough. But if they can score a touchdown and get an extra point and cover the game, I think that's dangerous at home. Well, but let's let's not forget last year when Kansas City went up there, correct? It yeah. To them week one. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. So we'll see. All right, so Dad's uh, on the outs. Now with New England, takes the Houston Texans. Zach and I go with uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, and uh, New England Patriots in week one. Jacksonville at New York Giants. Giants take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. The Giants are plus three and a half. That's at noon. Man, I this one is back and forth. I'm taking Jacksonville because I think the spread's too low. I think they're going to win the game outright. I think they're going to win the game probably by, by at least seven. I know Dad's going to be trashing Eli Manning. I don't think he's the problem with, with the Giants. I just think there's a lot of new pieces there. You know, They want to see what Barkley's got. How will they work him in the offense in week one? Will they go for Odell Beckham Jr. right away? Um, I mean, they have to. That's, that, that's their main piece. But will they try to... I guess establish the run game with the rookie where they trying to stay away from him a little bit. To me, that's a big question mark. They are in New York, which makes it tough, but Jacksonville is just ready to rock. I just think they're that team that is the most solid team all around. Bortles should do good enough, but this should be a defensive game, in my opinion. I don't see it being a high-scoring game. Uh, I think 3.5, again, is too low, and I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are good enough to score early, and uh, their defense is going to be good enough to stop the Giants all the way through, and they won't be able to mount a comeback. So it's going to be close. I don't love the pick. But if I had to pick on this game, I'd take Jacksonville minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. And what's funny is, so I ended up in my fantasy draft with Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette as my first two Interesting. picks. They're going against each other, and I <laughs> they both have good defenses. So I don't think I'm looking too hot this for week Sunday one, for yeah. fantasy. But yeah, give me the Jaguars and and the and the points. I think I think that they'll do fine. I think just on paper, the Jaguars are hand and foot above the New York Giants when mm-hmm. it comes to talent. I I don't even think it's that close. I, Bortles it feels like Peyton Manning 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> oh, He's yeah, yeah, just, yeah. like, kind of there. <laughs> just around, <laughs> but, you know? Yeah, I, I like Jacksonville in this game. It, they're Just for the pure reason that I just think that they're way more talented, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Giants have a good defense, too, so that shows you how – how, much, how big I am on the Jags defense. I, I think it's historically great. This is it, baby. This is the start of the domination for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2018 right here, boys. What a, what a great opening week opponent in the Giants, who I think are going to go with Barkley on the on the run, and I think they're going to be one-dimensional. It just depends what my buddy Eli gets done, which hopefully is nothing. <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville is very good on defense against the run and the pass. So, especially the past. So, I think they're, they're going to shut down Manning, and I think they're going to turn him into a one-dimensional team with Barkley. And just with that, and then Jacksonville scoring, I think you got an easy cover here with the Jaguars. And uh, unfortunately, I think in the pools, we always have the situation where so many guys are on the same teams, and I think you're going to see that here with the Jaguars. So, uh, week one, I'm going with the Jags. Minus the points. 
All right, so you go. Jacksonville all the way across. We go to another game. So I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a question. So what, what, what was the what was the spread for Jacksonville again? Jacksonville's minus, minus three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah, away okay. from home. Give me Jacksonville with the points. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing that I was kind of weary about, that it's in New York. But to be honest, that's just too low. If it was like six and a half, which I See, that's never saw I, that happening. That was my like, question. I couldn't yeah. remember. That was the game before it was six and a half. Which, you know, their offense, like I said, isn't the, the sexiest offense in the world. So if it was six and a half is a lot of points for a team like Jacksonville. But the defense like defenses. that. Yeah. I mean, but three and a half is, is not enough. You know what I yeah, mean? That's, I agree. That's where I think the CBS Sports line makers are going to be like, okay, maybe we need to change this up now. Because <laughs> three and a half, Jacksonville is not going to work out for us this year. San Francisco at Minnesota. Uh, you got the 49ers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Week one, Kirk Cousins in the purple with the, uh, I don't know, with with probably two of the best receivers in the league. A nice duo in Thielen and, uh, and, and Diggs. They got Cook coming back. Can he kind of do what he did last year, his rookie season, before we got the ACL tear? Defense is, is just worth the price of admission for Minnesota. They're at home, minus five and a half. San Francisco just lost McKinnon. Trying to figure out their backfield situation. They got Jimmy G. Not many weapons on offense. I still think San Francisco can be a good team, but it's kind of in the same situation that you know Houston's in with New England. If it's anybody else, I give 49ers a shot, but it's Minnesota. It's minus 5.5. It's not enough points. The Vikings going to roll this game. I, I see Cousins really doing well, and uh, hopefully, for me, hitting digs a lot in the end zone and uh, really tearing <laughs> apart that San Francisco backfield, their defensive backfield. So I'm going to take the Vikings straight up, minus 5.5, no sweat. So I, I agree with you. I think the Vikings are going to win the game. I don't know if they're going to cover. I don't love that spread. Give me the 49ers on that one. I do think Minnesota's going to win the game, end up 1-0. and But, man, give me Jimmy G-Strings to cover that thing. Wow. Man. The 49ers got a lot of holes on defense, as you mentioned, and their roster's not all the way there. They have enough weapons on offense, though. I think they'll put up enough points against this Minnesota Vikings defense. A thing to keep in mind, too, Kirk Cousins playing his first game in a brand new offense mm-hmm. he's playing with brand new receivers again I, I think he'll be fine I think they'll win the game Dalvin Cook coming back from an ACL I think that's going to be more of a timeshare especially initially than a lot of people think mm-hmm. you can tell that based on the fantasy drafts that de- people are really high on Dalvin Cook the guy tore his knee apart last last fall so and they have Latavius Murray so I think that that's going to be a, a big timeshare there I think that they're going to take a little bit to get going that's why I like Jimmy G strings and the 49ers to cover interesting dad your thoughts Guys, up up in Minnesota right now. I mean, Minnesota's been you know with this with this Cousins move and everybody else they brought in to help their offense, and they've always had a solid defense. If this game was in Frisco, I'd be agreeing with you guys on the cover. Uh, but Minnesota, and I know you picked them, TJ. Minnesota will cover this game minus the five and a half. I uh, I just think it's you know you talk about a noon game. I mean, their fan base is excited up there. Cousins is ready. He's got great weapons. I think it's going to be solid. Uh, Minnesota, um, you know, and just just because, like you said, Zach, Frisco's roster isn't ready yet, and uh, they just need to kind of do some filling in and make it happen. If this game was in Frisco, I certainly would take Frisco to cover, but the the home turf for uh, Minnesota, I think, is huge. I'll take Minnesota minus the five and a half. All right, Dan and I have Minnesota minus five and a half. Zach going with Jimmy G strings for the plus five and a half. I like it. All right, we'll see how that works out for you. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans Saints are at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. According to CBSSports.com, at the moment, the biggest spread 
of the weekend. The Saints are minus nine and a half points at home against, again, a Tampa Bay team that is just in shambles. I hate big spreads. I've never enjoyed picking with big spreads. But New Orleans, I think, is that team, even without Mark Ingram. They have a great running back in Alvin Kamara who honestly can make anybody miss. He's got breakaway speed. You got Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And uh, you got Michael Thomas out there. He can make any receiver pretty much work out. Benjamin Watson should have a pretty good season at tight end. As long as you have Drew Brees behind center, healthy, the Saints are going to have a shot. Tampa Bay's got nothing for me right now. Jameis Winston won't even be able to start for the first couple weeks. So I'm going to take New Orleans minus 9.5. I hate it. I hate picking more spreads that have you know more than one score to work with. But 9.5, I'm okay with New Orleans covering that. Give me them straight up and give me them to pretty much roll in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of thought I'd be alone on this one. But, uh, yeah, give me the Saints and the points. I think with Ingram out, you're going to see the Saints throw the ball all over the goddamn yard. And I don't think that Tampa Bay is going to have an answer for it. <laughs> they have like, to. They, That's what they're going to do. They're not going to have an answer for it. In, in in the Superdome, I'm telling you, Drew Brees is a different guy. They are going to throw it more, I think, since Ingram's out. Kamara, you saw his ceiling last year. He's not going to expand anything else. They're not going to run him between the tackles 30 mm-hmm. times. His body isn't built for that. That's not his skill set. So you're going to see them throw it a ton this first month of the season. And they're gonna dare the Bucks to stop them. I don't think they can. I think it's a two or three score game. Zach, I agree with you 100%. On Kamara for sure. I think they're gonna open it up and get him out in the open field and forget about between the tackles and just just go wide and, and fire like crazy. Tampa is like you said, TJ, in shambles on paper. I don't see them putting it back together this early in the season. I, I don't like the nine and a half, but you got to take New Orleans here. Uh, uh, the Just the thought on this game, it smells like a blowout, and uh, I just don't know if Tampa can handle anything right now. Give me New Orleans. Nothing else to be said. New Orleans all the way through. I think everybody agrees with that. Well, well Vegas will tell you, right? They have it at minus 9.5. They think it's going to be a blowout. Oh, yeah. So why shouldn't we? Oh, and, and wait till it gets closer to Sunday. It'll be, I guarantee, with the lines that move, CBS Sports, they stay. But the ones in Vegas will move a lot. It, yeah. You could see 13.5, even 14.5, depending on how the week goes. It's, it's insane, but it could change. Yeah, this will settle in somewhere around, my guess is around 12.5 points, something like that. It's incredible. But it's, it, that's how they change, though, depending on how it goes. But I think they could even cover 12.5. That's where I think this game goes. And I think you're right about being in the Superdome. It's a totally different team every single time. Yep. Cincy at Indy. Cincinnati yep. takes on the Indianapolis Colts. Basically the the poo-poo bowl of week one. Uh, I I know I've been trashing Indy. I've been trashing Andrew Luck. I just don't like him. I just I can't stand him. But I also don't like Cincinnati. I I, I really don't want to watch this game. I will watch a little bit of it for the show's sake. But I don't care. I call it the I don't care bowl for TJ Weber this week. Indy's minus two and a half. (laughs) Don't care. Who gives a shit bowl. (laughs) You got two quarterbacks that people say they're great. Then they're not great. Then they get hurt. Then they're not great. I I I don't know. I guess I'll take Indy. They're at home. Andrew Luck coming back after so long away. I mean, he, he needs to prove something. He's got to show something with his arm. T.Y. Hilton is still probably the most, I guess, exciting player on that offense, most exciting player on that Indy team. So we'll see what they do. It's the only thing I see being interesting in this game is if you know Luck can find Hilton and let Hilton just kind of work his way through against that Cincinnati defense in the open, use his speed. Dalton and Green could also be an interesting storyline, but... Early in the season, you don't know what both teams are going to do. Give me Indy because they're at home. It's the only reason. Minus two and a half. 
Yeah, so 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 Indy at home is kind of kind of why I like them. So I'll take Indy in the game, and I, I'm with you, TJ. I just don't like the Bungles. Mm. I I hate them. They're, they're brutal. They're, yeah, they should be so much better every single year. They should be so much better. And I kind of went on a little rant about this in the first show about Marvin Lewis, but. Yeah, give, give me give me the Colts if if Luck plays the whole game and manages to stay healthy throughout all of it. I don't hate him as much as you do. I understand from a personality wise and from an injury standpoint mm-hmm. why you don't like him. You're in a pretty large camp. Yeah, but football ability wise, I think he's pretty darn good. Maybe and so we haven't seen enough. Maybe not for two years. That's what right? I mean. So, so I mean that's that's the question for me. Right, and that might be part of the reason the spread so low. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. Who? None, neither of these teams I don't think are going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah give me Indy. Guys, answer me a question here. Who, who, and this is a last week thing, I think that just happened, who's Brandon LaFell playing for? I couldn't tell you. but Google can tell me. I, I, heard, I heard the Raiders picked him up late, and, and he's not playing for Cincinnati anymore. And this just happened. I just read this overnight. Yes, ESPN.com two hours ago. If you're listening, I know it's a podcast, but this is on Monday. Oakland Raiders reach deal with Brandon LaFell. So, yes, he is a nice uh, breaking deal. news, Big Web. Look at that, yeah. Big J. There you go. There you go, man. So, so to me, and, and you guys will remember last week, I, I talked about him being a key part, you know, to uh, in, in addition to A.J. Green being, a, being a, uh, a nice receiver for Cincinnati. So, that just hurt Cincinnati even more in my mind. Uh, in this game, from a spread point of view, it's not a solid three. It's only two and a half, which is a huge thing in, in NFL betting. Uh, you know, in, in the hype tells me, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a hype guy, but I'm going to buy into it on this one. I'm hearing that Luck is there. He's healthy for, I mean, legitimately healthy this time. And they added Ebron and, and Grant from Washington. Ebron. And, uh, God, I hate I, Ebron. I think, I think they're going to be fine if, they can get some line play. That's the big question for Indy. But in this initial game, go ahead and give me Indy uh, minus just the two and a half. I think I hate Ebron more than I hate Andrew Luck. I mean, how many years did the Lions suffer with that guy? <laughs> First round pick, tight end. Who's going to be a stud? He didn't do shit. He couldn't catch the ball. He couldn't run a route. He couldn't block. <laughs> Pretty much everything a tight end's supposed to do, he could not do. Yeah, and he's he started the second him for three tight end years. in Indy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Doyle's got the job over him. So, so you got Indy, Dad? Is that what you said? I do have Indy, yes, sir. All right, so everybody's got Indy minus two and a half. Again, the hashtag who cares bowl. Kansas City at Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, next up, we got the L.A. Chargers minus three and a half. It's still weird for me to say that, by the way. L.A. Chargers. Like, when I first looked at LAC, I thought about the Clippers. Yeah. I keep thinking San Diego and Chargers. That's, that's where I'm at. I had a big issue with it last year for whatever reason, and I was furious about it. I was like, nope, I'm calling them San Diego. I yeah. do not care. Yeah. But for whatever reason this year, <laughs> you know, I've got I just it's naturally it's been a little bit more naturally flowing. So the Chargers minus three and a half taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This one was tough for me. I think this I'm gonna be the only one to pick this team in this one. I like Kansas City. Uh Mahomes, obviously the rookie quarterback is, is a lot of question marks. You get Sammy Watkins there in Kansas City. You got some weapons you got Kareem Hunt coming off a good rookie season. Can he build off that? Can the defense kind of, you know, get back to their spot that they were last year at the beginning of the season, even though they sent off Marcus Peters? I think they're good enough to contend in the in the AFC West. I did say I like them to win the uh, division during our preseason show. The Chargers are a good team. They're at home. Rivers is expected to have a big fantasy week, according to the quote-unquote experts. Um, 
but I still like Kansas City. I still like Mahomes. I think that uh, the Chargers are going to try to stop the run more than anything. I think they're going to let Mahomes throw. And for some reason, I have a good feeling about the kid in week one. So give me the, the Chiefs plus three and a half points. It's going to be close, but I like them. Who do you think is going to win the game? Are you with the Chiefs to win it as well? I, I could coin see, flip. you know, honestly, it's a coin flip for me where I could see L.A. winning by three, but the yeah. Chiefs covering. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it could be that close. That, that's why I asked, because that right. three and that half point is huge. Oh, absolutely. That, that's why I think it's so, if it's two and a half, I take the Chargers all day. But the three and a half, I think it's going to be a field goal game. Either way, I think the Chiefs win. Or yeah, cover so, at least. So I, I'm I'm with you on the spread. Give me the Chiefs on the spread on the road. I think Patty Mahomes is the real deal. I think there is something to the fact that the Chiefs defense isn't what it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. They're going to struggle in that secondary. And so I like the Chargers to win the game. But I, I again, I'm with you. I think that game is so close. And so give me, give, me, give me the Chiefs to at least cover. It could be high scoring too. I mean, right. you know, you got two good offenses that could really explode. We'll see. I mean, I have half a mind that the Chiefs are going to win the game, too. So it's like, yeah, you might I as mean, well take them to that's cover. Why it's, it, that's why it's going to be one of the most fun games to watch, I think. Because I'm excited yeah. to see Mahomes, and I'm excited to see how that division matchup goes. It is going to be interesting, boys. I, uh, I'm a big Kansas City fan this year. I don't, I don't like their lack of depth, but I think they're going to be an exciting team. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Mahomes does, and uh, I'm excited to back them. Not this week, though. Uh, wow. The uh, Chargers. Chargers hype. I'm, I'm going to buy into that for right now. They, they did another late move. They, they signed Gates, uh, which it, to me, who cares? G- Gates is older. He can't get the separation anymore. I don't think that means anything. But uh, the team themselves are, are very much hyped uh, going into this season. And they're at home, although they're playing in a soccer stadium. I'll go ahead and uh, Give me the Chargers minus the three and a half. It's, it is a little bit of a scary spread. It's not my favorite game on the board, but I'll take the Chargers. All right, so Zach and I are in agreement. We have the Kansas City Chiefs covering the game, and Dad has the uh, U-State Classy former San Diego Chargers. Dallas at Carolina. Uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina's at home minus two and a half. This game also intrigues me, but the spread's too low. Carolina's at home. They got, I think, a proven offense that can consistently score points. I think McCaffrey's going to really come into his own this year. I think they have just too much where I think Dallas is going to take a lot to try to stop them. On the other side of things, Dallas has Zeke Elliott, who I think can score a couple touchdowns. You got Dak Prescott, but that's it. You don't have a set receiver. You don't know who your receivers are going to be. You have a a tight end now that has to step in for possibly a Hall of Famer, Jason Witten. Who knows? I mean, who knows what the Cowboys offense can can do? And there's so many question marks there still. Answers that there are questions that need answers. I don't think they're gonna find those answers in week one. They'll be figuring things out. They'll have some off some success with a run game with Elliott, but in my opinion, Carolina is gonna roll and minus two and a half way too low to even consider taking Dallas in this one. Give me the Panthers to win the game and cover the two and a half. Yeah, that's that's the America's team bias, right? So that's right. I, I like the Panthers too. There is more holes in that Dallas offense than a Connect Four board. It, <laughs> they are so so stretched thin at wide receiver and on defense. I really like a lot of the guys they have. They're very young though. I think that that's a team that looks a lot different defensively come week 
16 than they do right now, especially in one of the tougher offenses to game plan for because they're so exotic in their looks and all the different things they can do. They have a lot of gadget guys. Everybody is all in on Christian McCaffrey. The hype train is really moving on that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure where I stand on that, but as far as the Panthers and their offense goes, and they're always solid on defense too, especially with Luke Keekley. They'll be in the top half of the league. So, yeah, give me give me Pittsburgh or geez, give me the Panthers to cover and win the game. Boys, I, I uh, was going back and forth on this ball game. Carolina to me, although I mean they got some great great weapons. McCaffrey's going to get his touches this year, and uh, they're already talking about how, how strong he's going to be. But uh, you got to make sure. They're not they're not one dimensional, and, and the reason I say that is is Newton. TJ, you remember last year? There was a couple of games where we were we were backing that guy, and and he was giving up you know higher point spreads than this. You know, getting into about six and a half to eight and a half, mm-hmm. and he'd get in there with he'd get in there in that second half, boys, with that I don't care attitude, throwing the ball out of bounds on third down instead of looking for somebody, and just I remember one game distinctly. It was a fumble. And he didn't even reach out to get the football. That was Super was Bowl. So yes. It was during the Super Bowl. That was the biggest game, <laughs> biggest game of his well, career. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but what a what a to me, come on, Newton. I mean, you're, you're a great athlete, but he, I, I just don't like the kid. I don't like his. I don't care attitude. You'll you'll see me picking against this guy all year. But the spread this week's only two and a half. So even if you don't care as a quarterback, you got so many weapons they can cover this this. Uh, Two and a half. If Dallas was at home, I'd, I'd be taking Dallas here. But Carolina is at home, minus two and a half. And uh, I don't. Obviously, this thing's this game's not blowing my skirt up. You don't either, feel good I'll about take... it, no. I can tell. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, we're all in agreement with the Sweet Carolina Panthers uh, for Week One. Washington at Arizona. Washington Redskins take on the Arizona Cardinals, and according to CBS Sports, the lowest spread of Week One. Arizona's minus just a half point. One little half point at home against the Washington Redskins. I went back and forth on this for a bit, but I'm going to take Alex Smith and Washington. I think uh, they're the better team. I think they have more kind of talent on both sides, but they're both, as I mentioned earlier, kind of about uh, Tennessee and Miami. They're kind of right in the middle for me. Not sure which way they're going to go. Can David Johnson bounce back after his injury last year? Can Sam Bradford really lead this team? Or is Josh Rosen going to get a shot this year? I mean, at home, it's it's tough. Arizona's still got good defensive players. They have Patrick Peterson, who, in my opinion, is still one of the best cornerbacks in the league. We'll see where they go with this. I think that Alex Smith's going to have a decent game. It's going to be a close one, and it's just a spread that is so close that it's pretty much just a pick them, obviously. Give me the Redskins. I think they're, they're just a better team, and I think they'll come out a lot stronger than Arizona. So I'll take the Redskins to uh, not only win, but to cover as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Cardinals are going to be one of the – one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. Oh, I'm wow. not a big Sammy Sleeves guy at all. <laughs> I, I think Rosen will get his chance eventually, but I don't think he'll get it until Bradford gets hurt or, you know, maybe they're 2-8 and eight halfway mm-hmm. through the season. So, yeah, it, it, with the line being what it is, it basically is a pick em. Alex Smith, well, he's one of those guys falls into that Andy Dalton category where he's not going to be the difference maker for you, but he's not going to lose games for you either. And so because of that, I feel like they're more poised, a little bit more viable and competent on both sides of the ball. So give me the Redskins. I uh, talk about a sleeper bowl here. I, I, yeah. I'm not interested in this game at all. Give, 
give me Washington and uh, let's move on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. We move on to the, uh, the Washington Redskins beating the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody in agreement on that one. Seattle at Denver. Last 3 o'clock game we have, uh, central time at least, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Denver Broncos on the road in Denver. Case Keenum will make his Broncos debut at home. Minus 2.5 points is the spread. Seattle, a team that you look at a spread like that and go, only 2.5? That's got to be an easy slam dunk. Well, we'll see what kind of Seattle team shows up this year. A lot of people, including myself, saying they could be the bottom half of the division. Or they could be a team that could surprise some people and, you know, maybe win nine, ten games if they really uh, stay healthy and keep it together. I It's tough picking against Denver at home with that defense, but just the fact that Seattle still has Russell Wilson, I think he's still a playmaker that can figure things out. And the defense still with, with Thomas and Cam Chancellor and some of those guys that was the core of that run that seemed to make them a franchise team for a while that seemed like they could go on a Super Bowl run every single year. I'm still going to go with Seattle just because it's a close spread. Denver doesn't blow my skirt up. I still don't believe in Case Keenum. I, I hate to do it to the guy. I, just, I still want to see more to say he's a legit NFL quarterback. So I'm going to take Seattle just because it's a low spread. Nothing really more to say about that. Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos here in this one. Wow, I don't right. think that Seattle's obviously going to be all that good this year. They've lost a lot on both sides of the ball, and they've already kind of been hit with the injury bug a little bit. Baldwin says he's going to play, but he's had, I believe it's a hamstring issue. He's going to have to manage it all season long. So he's already a little bit beat up. They have no idea what the hell they're doing at running back. Rashad Penny's apparently fat. And so are they going to go with Chris Carson? Are they going to go with Penny? Who knows? Uh, it's basically Russell Wilson versus the Broncos, mm -hmm. I, I feel like. And, and, of course, I do think that Seattle defense is going to be a lot better than people think, even with all the guys that walked out the door. They're still going to be good. They're just not going to be great anymore. So that on top of the fact that I think Mile High is a really tough place to play, give me the Broncos in that one. I'm, I'm taking the Broncos also, boys. Minus two and a half. They're at home. Seattle is uh, due for uh, – a, a letdown this year just because of all the moves and I think they're going to be kind of one-dimensional there I don't I don't uh, see them doing much uh, in this ball game and that it's another one of those Denver's not very exciting on my charts this year as well but I'll take Denver in this case uh, minus two and a half all right so I'm alone in Seattle Seahawks dad and Zach take the Denver Broncos Case Keenum at the helm we'll see what happens after this Chicago at Green Bay. All right, Chicago taking on the Green Bay Packers. That one's going to be in Lambeau. Packers minus 8.5. Aaron Rodgers now a very rich man getting his big contract extension. And uh, I, I, it's going to be exciting to see him play and, and hopefully stay healthy, Zach. I know you're obviously excited to see him play again. Yeah. 8.5, second biggest spread of the uh, of the week. Taking on Chicago Yikes. against Mitch Trubisky. They do get Khalil Mack, who uh, obviously bolsters their defense, but he's not enough to stop Aaron Rodgers. He can't defend in the secondary. He can't really help out that much when he throws a deep ball. I just think this is Aaron's year. I think he's going to really step up, probably win another MVP, lead the NFC North, and it's going to start right here against Chicago. They're going to win this game by two touchdowns. Green Bay covers, wins, all the above. Yeah, well, to no surprise, I'm with you. 
<laughs> Give me the, the Packers. I think they're going to kick the Bears' ass one more time before they start to kind of get it together and be a little bit more competitive. There's not going to be any Roquan, and if he does play, he's going to be limited. There's not going to be any Mack, and if he does play, he's going to be limited. Khalil Mack's not going to be in football shape. Roquan Smith is a rookie, and he held out for the majority of camp. So mm-hmm. they're not going to be what they'll be at the end of the season. They're another one of those teams I think is going to grow a lot over the course of the fall. But, yeah, give me give me – Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home in Lambeau. Yikes. <laughs> Boys, I'm taking the Bears here. Holy uh, shit. Holy shit. Are you Bears. kidding me? Go, going with the Bears in the eight and a half. Wait, we have a dumbass drop. I got to start playing that, too. Never mind. Go ahead. We'll have, we'll have to decide that on uh, Tuesday. Uh, but uh, absolutely, uh, Chicago, I like them to cover here. Uh, the eight and a half is a lot of points. Again, I, I'm not sold on Green Bay's offensive line, and uh, you know Trubisky can move the football. And uh, he can. I know. I realize they're not at home, Jack. <laughs> I realize they're not at home. But I'm telling you, this is too many points here. Take take the Bears plus the eight and a half. In Lambo, huh? In Lambo. In Lambo. Absolutely. Sunday night it's warm. football. Still warm up there, baby. Still warm up there. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, Dad takes Chicago. Big Web got into the Labor Day beer early. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's a little tipsy right now. (laughs) Hey, you know what? He's we probably yeah we probably jinxed him, and now now they're gonna they're gonna cover. We'll find out. Field goal. We'll find who. So we'll see who wants to talk shit next Tuesday. But uh, okay, we'll see. see. All right. (laughs) New York Jets at Detroit. Jets taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions are minus six and a half at home. Uh, that game will be the first Monday night contest, seven ten Central Time, or actually it's six o'clock, I think six o'clock Central Time. Um, you know, the Jets are another project. I know Zach's big on him, uh, big on them coming up this year. They seem like Darnold's the guy. They're happy to have Darnold there. They got some weapons. They have a defense that has question marks, but Detroit has a lot of question marks too. You know, I root for the team. I watch them closely. Uh, the offense is ready to rock. It's not going to be anything different than what they've had. Garrett Blunt should add a little bit different kind of realm and hopefully some new formations on third and third down and goal and stuff like that to really bolster the offense. Stafford's going to do what he does. He's going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to have games where they score 30. They're going to have games when they score 10. Um, I think they're a, better, they're a better team right now. I mean, the Jets obviously are very unproven. They have some pieces, but it's going to take some time like a lot of the other teams we talked about. Lions minus six and a half. I don't think the spread's too uh, big enough to go against the Lions. So I'm going to take Detroit. That was one of my top picks this week too. And uh, yeah, win cover all the above. Let's do it, Fort Field, baby. Yeah. So the six and a half spread is is it's it's bigger. But yeah, give me the Lions. I like the Lions to win and to cover. I think the Jets are another one of those teams. I've talked about three or four of them. The Bears are one. 49ers are another. That I think is going to look a lot different come the end of the season than right. they are here. Similar to the 49ers, too, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're turning over that roster. They're starting to, but they're not there yet. They have a really good safety in Jamal Williams. They're starting to figure it out in the receiving core. They'll try and make it work this year at the running back position, but they need more high draft picks. We'll see if this is their year, if Darnold can will them to, you know, 7-9, and 8-8. and That's kind of where I see them at the end of this thing, but it's not going to start week one. The Lions are... Uh, a good football team and one of the misconceptions I think with the new head coaching hire TJ and since you're on the team you you nailed it right on the head the offense is not going to look any different they Mm -hmm. still have Jim Bob Cooter the guy they brought in is a defensive guy and so with that with 
coach Patricia now at the helm, great defensive mind. Mm-hmm. You think Sam Darnold's walking in to Ford Field against Darius Slay and all those guys and is going to win? I, I I just don't think so. On Monday Night Football, no less. And and the defense is exciting. It's just you know a lot of the guys are unproven. It's just a matter of can they step up and can Slay continue his rise? I mean, you know, he's a guy out of Mississippi State. They didn't. I don't think they expected him to be this good this fast, and he's becoming a Pro Bowl cornerback. Fun he's to watch. A, he's a top five corner year in and year. I out. I agree. I agree, and I think he can be that good, but. The defense has always been, you know, Detroit's kind of downfall, and we'll see where it goes. Stafford's going to do his thing. As long as Matthew Stafford stays healthy, the Lions will have a shot to make the playoffs. When you look at Detroit this year, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot better defense. They, they Over the offseason, they had a lot of defensive players. They got to gel. They got to make it happen. But we've, like you said, we, we've never seen them try anything, especially on the defensive side of the ball as far as adding players. So it's going to be an interesting year for Detroit. I I like him to get started with this win here and cover the six and a half against the Jets. And just like I said, Zach, I don't think the Jets are ready yet. So I'll give the edge to Detroit here to, uh, to cover the six and a half. Los Angeles Rams at Oakland. All right, so we move to the final Monday night football game in the last game of week one. Once again, you're always welcome to pick. You can get involved on our Pick'em Challenge. Go on our Twitter page, at BalconyBrucePod on Twitter, and search us on Facebook. You can find a link that puts you right to CBSSports.com. You sign in, you're in, you pick against us. You're probably going to lose because we're the best, but that's okay. You can still get involved, and we will not give away, by the way, if we're best picker, we will not give the prize away to one of us. We just want bragging rights. So the listener, top listener, will get an NFL jersey and Bruce on the Balcony merchandise and maybe a little surprise down the road. But if you're the best picker, you got to get involved. You can get involved as late as week 10, but your total's not going to be even close to the top picker. So you want to get involved week one, get involved at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, pick against us. It's going to be a lot of fun this season and uh, appreciate you all with the support and uh, consistently getting involved and hopefully we can have some fun and, and obviously, you know, talk some trash this season. It'll be a lot of fun, so get involved. And uh, make sure as well, if you want to talk trash to us, to Big Web, if you want to talk trash to other listeners, 314-877-8597. Why do you think you're the best picker and why do you think your team's better than another team? I, I want to hear all hey, of we, we we already got trash talking going on, and you guys aren't liking my Chicago pick. We're just going to have some <laughs> No, I, I flat out hate the Chicago <laughs> pick. I think it's the worst pick in the history of picking. <laughs> It'll be fun, boys. It'll be fun. <laughs> Last one we got, uh, the Los Angeles Lambs uh, taking on the Oakland Raiders at home. Oakland is plus two and a half. <sighs> I hate picking the Rams, and I'm, I'm, over, the, I'm over the St. Louis move. I'm... I'm getting over it. I just I hate picking the Rams in general and talking about them being a good team because they are going to be a good team. They're going to be very, very good this season. Maybe the best in the NFC. Maybe uh, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. They're that good. And for some reason, they gave Oakland only two and a half points in this spread. I mean, this is the slam dunk pick of the week. The Rams, minus two and a half away from home. There's nothing else to discuss. They got the weapons. They added the defensive weapons of Marcus Peters and Indomitian Sue. They have Todd Gurley, who's probably going to be the best running back in the NFL. Jared Goff finally proved that he's a number one pick, quality player. He can actually lead an offense. They have receivers in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and now Brandon Cooks, who have speed all over the place. It's the Rams here to lose. I hate to say it, but it is. And minus two and a half against Oakland, it's a laughing stock to me with that spread. Give me the Rams all the way around, all the way around on that one. So the Rams basically keep their entire offense intact. They 
exchange Sammy Watkins for Brandon Cooks, except now they have an elite defense, or should anyways. They have two elite corners on the edge. As you said, Ndamukong Sue, they got Donald to the contract. They seemingly have an unlimited amount of money to spend. And so that combined with all the negative press surrounding the Oakland Raiders this last week with the Mac trade and just everything Gruden has done since being hired for 10 years, $100 million, yeah, give me the Rams. <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. This is, like you said, TJ, pick of the week. This is just a no-doubter. You always try to find a way to beat a team like this when you know they're going to be so highly picked. But you can't do it on this one. It's only two and a half. What, what is wrong with that number? Yeah. I mean, that, this, this should be seven and a half for sure. And the Rams are on the road, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to be able to – Put the ball in the air. They're going to be able to do their thing. They're going to move the football. They should be able to stop, uh, make some good stops on defense. I think it's a, a no-brainer. This is the Rams. Uh, take them, take them minus the uh, two and a half. Locks of the week. All right, so there you go. So now we, uh, after we all pick the Rams, what we're going to do now is give our locks of the week. So your best pick, who you think is a slam dunk cover. We'll keep control of this as well, but one lock, Zach. I know you're I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't tell you we're doing locks of the week. But uh, we always are going to do this now every single week. And this week for me, it's tough, but I'm going to go with my Lions. I mean, minus six and a half at home. I just don't think the Jets are going to have enough. I think they have a lot to prove, and I think they're uh, they're not ready to rock yet. I think the Lions will, will win that game easily and cover, and give me Detroit as my lock of the week. What was the spread on Pittsburgh again? So the Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Steelers are minus five and a half. Five and a half. Eh, I, I think they're they're both pretty pretty much slam dunks. But give me the Rams over the Steelers as a, as the as the slam dunk. Who do you really think the Raiders are are winning that? No, I was I'm trying to be more. You know, I'm trying to change it up and not be easy. I, I try yeah. to challenge oh, myself okay. a little bit just because nice. I know the Rams are going to win it and it's going to be a joke. But it's I got to take somebody else. I got to make it like I spice it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well, I guess prime time. Now I have something to look forward to. The very last game of the week. There you uh, go. Keeps you intrigued all week long. If the Rams don't cover, I'm going to be having my tail between my legs. Going <laughs> exactly. <to> film the <laughs> show. So, you're talking about the Survivor Leagues, too. That's going to be a huge pick this week. Yeah. If that's the case. If that's the same spread all the way around, it's going to be Rams right. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take the Rams as the pick of the week. If, you know, if we're, if we're just, like you said, TJ, sometimes you like to go away from the total favorite, but. You want a lock of the week? That's your lock of the week. It's, it's, let's get started on it with a win. I'll take the Rams. All right, there you go. Rams and Detroit Lions. Pick them. You won't be sorry. That's our locks of the week. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening the entire season. It's going to be a fun one. This is week one only, previewing. We'll obviously recap previous weeks as well. See uh, who's the best picker out of us, who's the best picker out of listeners. Do some trash talk and kind of get into it. And uh, once again, if you want to get involved, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the way around. Uh, Dad, before See, we uh, go ahead, yep, go ahead. I, I know you. I know where you're going. I, I was just going to make sure we threw in, and you were coming to me with it. So thank you. The the uh, the other hot picks of the week. Yes. that I, I absolutely love right now. Big Web's best Big four stuff. plays of the week is uh, is what we'll call it. So, Dad, what are your top four plays of the week? If people want to maybe parlay or use it in their pool or whatever the case may be. What's the best picks Correct. to go with? Well, I, I would say definitely Minnesota at home, minus the five and a half. And uh, the Rams away, minus two and a half. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, minus that three and a half uh, on the road. 
it's a Giants. Now, I like all three of those. I'm trying to figure out my fourth, like, pool picks. Our pool picks are based on straight bets, minus the spread or with the spread. So I'm trying to look at both of my underdogs. I like Chicago and I like Houston. I'm going to go ahead and take Houston as my fourth pick in the pool, uh, plus the six and a half at New England. I know you guys aren't too excited about that, but I kind of like that pick. Uh, but but really, the other three are very solid. So if you guys are looking for a parlay, I think that would be a real solid three-team parlay. It pays you about eight to one. And uh, what I like to do also on three-teamers is uh, is uh, do a teaser where you're adding a touchdown to yourself. So uh, you'd literally be getting Jacksonville plus three and a half. You'd be getting, getting Minnesota plus a point and a half. And you'd be getting uh, the Rams plus uh, – four and a half so i love that teaser you can be basically get even money that one will probably be around even money usually you can get just a little bit more than even money on a three-teamer so uh those are the picks i like this week there you go big webs best four plays of the week and uh, we'll, we'll give you a little intro now we'll kind of go like big webs picks of the week and then like there's a little like or something like that like, we'll, we'll get something like we that going take the drop of that right there <laughs> And I'll do it. I'll do that. That'll be it. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the one we got to go with. So, uh, and by the way, we'll, we're going to set Big Web up with a Twitter account. He he hasn't really <laughs> dabbled in the Twitter yet. He doesn't know how to use it yet. But we're going to have. I'm all over Twitter. What are you talking about? You're on. Okay, <laughs> you're on Twitter, but you've tweeted like 20 times in like four years. I I wouldn't count that as you know active. You got to show me what all the buttons do. It's I, e- I don't it's know easy. I- you press the tweet button and you put words in and you press send. It's it's kind of like a text. Give, give me a share like Facebook gives me. Give me a share button, will you? It's retweet. That's what's what it is. It's, it's that's the share of of Twitter is the retweet. So we'll, right. we'll get them all set up. But Big Web will be posting these picks. So if you uh, have friends out there, family that don't have time to listen to the podcast, uh, first of all, tell them about it. So when they do have time, they can listen. That's why we record on on you know Tuesdays too to get it out Wednesday. So even we get the Thursday game picked. But guess what? You got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning to kind of get ready and listen for all our picks. That's why we do it early enough. But if you can't listen, Big Web will be posting his best four plays of the week every single week on his Twitter account, and we'll get him set up and make sure he knows how to use it before we promise that he'll have them up. Yeah. That's it, boy. Hold me accountable, man. Hold me. Watch my picks. <laughs> what we do. There you go. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hey, make I, got, sure... I got one quick thing oh, okay. before we leave. All right. So, you guys put me on the spot last week with all the, with all the postseason picks, and I didn't get a chance to think about it. And I said some stupid shit like the Steelers against the Saints in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was kind of scratching my head like, Saints, okay. Like, I don't mind yeah. it, but it's a little out there. Yeah, so I, I wanted to be different. And so I, I had some time over this l- last week to kind of think about that. I found this really cool website. We, we do no free ads. So no I guess free. It, hashtag no free yeah, ads. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing I forgot it. But it is awesome. <laughs> it, lets you, it lets you pick every single football game. For the entire regular season, then it puts your teams based on what you picked into a playoff format, and then you get to pick that. Really? So, yeah. So I, so me being very bored, <laughs> d- decided at work one day that I was gonna just pick them all. Yeah. So I think I ended up with, and it, it didn't end up being much different. I don't think I had a single different division winner. It was Packers in the North, Eagles in the East, uh, Falcons in the South, mm-hmm. Rams in the West. Vikings as a wild card, Saints as a wild card. I ended up with the Packers in the Super Bowl out of the oh, NFC. Yeah. Go figure. Hey, what are they? Fourth or fifth favorite? I like them. Not I, I, don't, I like them in the champ- NFC Championship. I so, do. So, and this is the one thing I'll pose to you, Big Web, because there will be a lot of haterade out there over this. 
Aaron Rodgers has got to get another one, right, before he retires? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, so so I'm not confident necessarily that they'll win it. I at least got them out of there. And in the AFC, I went with Jags in the south, Pats in the east, Steelers in the north, Chiefs in the west. Mm -hmm. And I ended up actually with the Jags out of the AFC. Look at that. Look at all three of us, man. (laughs) Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. I think the way it fell was that Pittsburgh had to play the Pats, and I just had the Pats over them. And I think I had the Jags getting revenge over the Pats later on in the playoffs. Like portals believe, baby. So I ended up with the Jags versus the Packers, and I, I, the Packers. Yeah, of course. The Packers. Yeah. Come on. Homer. Homer Simpson <laughs> over here. My God. Yeah, that's not bad. We'll it's... see. Hey, you guys can you guys can call me an idiot when they get eliminated. Okay. But until then, save it. <laughs> That'll do it for the show this week. Jaguars uh, Super Bowl bound. I mean, that's what we're all saying. This is a Jags that's podcast. Pretty, it should be. Did you call that Jags podcast? It should be the name of it. That's interesting. And by the way, Nick Yale, my co-host on Bruising the Balcony, is a Jaguars fan. So really? How funny, I swear to God. Did he pick them in the Super Bowl? Did you I, get his picks yet? probably will. I'm sure he will. But he straight up is a Jags him. fan. So I, it's interesting. We'll be called the Jags podcast and just talk about the entire NFL, but basically the Jaguars. <laughs> Uh, so that'll do it, guys. Thanks for listening once again. Follow us, tweet at us, uh, call us, 314-877-8597. And uh, good luck in week one. Make sure you join the Pick'em. It's all over social media. And uh, if you got any questions for us, you can always email me, tjweber242 at gmail.com. Let me know if you have any issues getting into the Pick'em League. So for Zach, for Dad, for Nick, for Bruce on the Balcony, I'm TJ Weber. See you guys next week.